The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, December 17th, and we have a thrilling matchup between two AFC West teams, one of whom might make the playoffs, but this is kind of emblematic of the 2020 season and week uh, 15 because, well, playoffs kind of look like they're decided, and uh, there's a bunch of bad teams out there. Joining me to break down this matchup of professional football on a Thursday night between the Raiders and the Chargers. RJ White, what's up, buddy? Not much. Last one for the season. It's a, it's, it's a it's sad last Thursday night. It's the last time that you have to wait three minutes for me to show up to a Zoom call. It's a sad for this, for this Thursday. Yeah, for a Thursday, I'm, I'm not, uh, not celebrating because I know I'm going to end up waiting for Branson for some reason here or another, you know, as we go on into the future. Uh, as they say, as Randy Travis once said, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So just beating down the path. Um, <laughs> The uh, Raiders are favored by three. The over-under is 53 and a half. If you were like me and you thought, ah, this game could go under easily. I'm going to take it before it drops. Then you were disappointed because the line has actually ticked up. And with the news that, uh, let's see, I think um, Jonathan Abrams, Cleveland Farrell, and a couple other guys are already ruled out for the Raiders with a whole laundry list of guys questionable. The line ticked down to three from three and a half. I thought we might see more movement. Um, but maybe it was uh, buttressed by the fact that Nasir Adderley, I think, believe is ruled out. Keenan Allen is questionable. Austin Eckler is questionable. Mike Williams is questionable. whole lot of guys hurt in this game. It's going to be tough for us to do player props. Uh, how do you handicap it? Yeah, it's a bad injury report for the Chargers offense. Balaga is out at, at tackle. That's a huge That's loss. That's a big one. Um, Eckler sounds like he's going to play, um, even though he's questionable. I think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are game time decisions. So we'll see, uh, there. Um, so all that, that is bad. Um, even if they're not hundred percent and even if some of them don't play, I think Justin Herbert can still light up this awful Vegas defense. It's 32nd in points per drive. That defense, as you said, has its own injury issues. Cleveland Farrell, Jonathan Abram, Nicholas Morrow and Damon Mar- Arnett are the other two that are all ruled out on that defense. So that's four key guys there. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're not playing very well because they're 32nd in points per drive, but I don't expect their Backups play any better. Um, Vegas can score points though. They're fifth in points per drive, first and third down success rate, where the Chargers defense is 23rd. So at three, I think there's slight value on Vegas. I wanted to come in saying I'm going to love the Chargers here because, uh, you know, they, they, Vegas can't really cover against anybody because of that, uh, that, that, um, 
uh, defense, it feels like. Um, but, you know, you get in late game situations in a close game. Of course, you're going to trust Vegas more than the Chargers at this point. So I would lean to Vegas. I would lean to the over. You know, you said it ticked up a little bit. Um, just with Vegas going 9-3-1 and one to the over this year, that defense banged up. I think that's a, a safer play. I don't really care who's out there for the Chargers offense. Yeah, I mean, the argument for the under would be that both of these teams are going to uh, try to run the ball because that's what both of these coaches want to do. Um, but you know what? That's what the Ravens and the Browns wanted to do on Monday night, and we saw how that worked out. And this does have the feeling of a game that, um, you know, you stare at it on paper all day. You think about it all week as the, the opener for week 15. You look at it, you're like, this is such a crap game. It doesn't really matter. And then all of a sudden it turns into a really thrilling shootout where – Derek Carr's throwing by Henry Ruggs has been placed on the cover list. So he's out. Um, you know, he's, and I do wonder a little bit if that hurts Derek Carr's efficiency down the field. Nelson Aguilar has been a great addition, but it feels like when Ruggs is missing for whatever reason, uh, he's less willing to throw down the field. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to stick with my gut and say, I'll take the chargers in the under. So we're, head to head on this one, but boy, I mean, clearly I don't feel good about it. I think the injury report is just pointing you in one direction. That's, I mean, that's, that's the biggest problem. It's like, I think the handicap for me when I look at the game is man, the chargers should not be three and a half point dogs because uh, they can win the game, but yes, they could choke it away, uh, but I will take them plus the points. And, you know, I think that I look to the under because, you know, John Gruden wants to run and Anthony Lynn wants to run, and that should keep the clock moving. These are not as explosive offenses uh, typically as, uh, you know, the, the Ravens or the Browns. So I would lean under, but now you've got me running scared. I don't know what that does for you. Yeah, it was a like fading Chargers coming off a win that, uh, you know, they could, they could, uh, you know, botch they away. lost by any, 14 any, points to the Falcons. <laughs> you'll botch away any win at any time. So the fact that they tried to do it last week and they still got the win, it seems like this isn't the kind of team that's going to rail, you know, rail off several consecutive wins the way that they, that they manage games. So I think you get a little bit of value going with Vegas here, especially after it gets down to three from three and a half. Okay. Uh, RJ, if sees value, are any of these a best bet for you on Sportsline? Which you can join, by the way, sportsline.com, promo code white, gets you your first month for a dollar. RJ's on there handing out winners. Larry Hartstein's dishing out, uh, college basketball winners. Mike McClure's got all his DFS stuff. Make sure and sign up at sportsline.com slash join, promo code white, first month for a dollar. Uh, any of these, you got anything on there? I gave out one of these two before it moved. So if you got in, if you're, if you're watching, you could, you could have got a little bit of value on something. So go check out which one that was, that was, but at, as of now, it's not as good value, but you know, I still like it. Well, then I guess it would be I mean, not to try to figure it out. Yes, but it's probably the over because it's, try to figure it out. you like the Raiders <laughs> and the line is worse. Actually, yeah, the line's better for the Raiders. It's worse for the over. Okay. All right. Well, great. I'm going to get, we're head to head on this one. That makes me feel fabulous. Um, Let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk about some player props for those that we know are healthy. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, so looking at player props, William Hill, kind enough, our friends at William Hill, to actually include guys like Keenan Allen, who I still game-time decision, uh, on the player props. And Austin Eckler's on there. The problem with these is, like, if you wanted to – if you want to – if you want to gamble that 
Like, I don't know what the deal is on William Hill. I don't see a note that they have to, must play. I could be wrong. But if it's not a must play, then I think you sort of have to take the under and hope that they don't play. Right? And then I, think you go, I think you avoid those guys. You don't want to take the under in a game against Vegas with those guys. Because uh, if they That's do, sort of my point. Okay. It's like, do you really, like, you don't want to be holding an under 76 and a half receiving yards for Keenan Allen. It's like, Keenan Allen's active. He's giving it a go today because you're, you're dead in the water. Yeah, I think play it safe. Go for Justin Herbert over 38 and a half pass attempts. Chargers lead the league in pass attempts. Herbert has about 41.6 per game. He's hit 40 attempts in seven of his last eight. Average 49 and a half in his last four. He's almost got to 200 pass attempts in his last four games. And this is a team you want to pass on. This is a defense you want to pass on, especially with that Chargers rush offense not playing well. So I like that one. Like Hunter Henry going over 37 and a half rush receiving yards. He's the one that's actually healthy here. So he averages 42 and a point two yards per game. He stopped 40 in his three of his last four. The one time he missed was that New England blow out, which was a weird game for them. I think you could see more targets than usual, especially if one of those guys sits or two of them, both of them sit. And Herbert's going to have to throw a bunch, you know, if, if Chargers are racking, or, or if the Raiders are racking up points. So those are the two overs I would play, and I wouldn't even mess with the, the Allens and the Williams. Yeah. Um, well, the one thing I would not hate to look at here, this is, um, I, this might be free money. This is this would be my flag plant. Uh, I don't want to steal the established run. Okay. Well, we, we need a new name. My, my, my prop lock or something like that. We need a better name. We'll workshop it for 2021. 20, uh, Jalen Guyton over longest reception, 13 and a half yards. <laughs> this guy doesn't catch passes inside of 15 yards. He catches bombs. I think he gets one down the field against a Raiders secondary that's missing Abrams, you know, sort of their hammer back there, missing a ton of guys in the secondary. Uh, they like to get Guyton loose. His over under for receptions is one and a half on, on William Hill and it's juiced to minus 170. And you can get his over longest reception at 13 and a half yards. I mean, he's going to have to catch one, obviously, but if he catches one, it's going to be longer than 13 and a half yards. So that will be my lock uh, there on William Hill. Anything else you like? Yeah, if you look at Darren Waller to score a touchdown, it's only even odds, plus 100. Chargers have given up nine touchdowns to tight ends this year. That's tied for third most in the NFL. Waller's been catching touchdowns about half the time in recent weeks. He goes like one off, one on, one off, one on. But his targets are up over the last two weeks, 27 in the last two games with uh, Jacobs banged up. So maybe Jacobs is 100% here and they just roll with him. But I think it's more likely with rugs out. Uh, you know, Waller just continues to get a bunch of targets and he's plus 100 to score that touchdown. And then I believe that William Hill um, uh, on Thursday morning put on an odds boost on him to score the first Raiders touchdown. It was mm-hmm. was four to one. Now I think it's five to one if you go to the odds boost section. So I think that's good too because obviously, you know, it, it, you're getting value there if you take the boost. And I do think he's going to get in the end zone in this game. Yeah, odds boost uh is Keenan Allen to score a touchdown and Chargers to win four and a half to one. I don't really look at the odds boost. That's a good idea. Um Nelson Aguilar and Austin Eckler both to score a touchdown, four and a half to one. And Darren Waller to score first Vegas Raiders touchdown, five five to one. That is you if you bet on William Hill, you have to bet that. Like yeah, five to one for first Raiders touchdown is ridiculous odds. That is incredible for Waller. Only gonna hit like seventeen percent of the time, and I think it's it's well over that. I don't even mind the Aguilar and Eckler both score a touchdown at four and a half to one. I don't know if that's as good a value because what are, um, let's see, any time touchdown for Eckler is minus 110 and Aguilar is plus 138. So yeah, I guess that is boosted fairly nicely. I don't mm-hmm. mind that. Uh, I would say that the other one that I think is, is good value and I don't know if it'll be the same everywhere, but uh, Hunter Henry at 14 to one to be the first touchdown score. Henry is a, is, they like using him in the red zone. He's a great red zone weapon. Um, and if Allen and or Eckler are out, 
than 14 to one is a steal. So you can sort of, this is not really so much a, I think Hunter Henry is definitely going to be the first touchdown score as it is a, um, there's value on Hunter Henry because if Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler are ruled out, then Hunter Henry will be more like seven to one. So I would take the value now. I also think that Darren Waller at eight to one to be the first touchdown score is, is not terrible, but I, I think you prefer to go over double digits if you're, if you're messing with those guys. Mm-hmm. And Mike Williams could be out too. What if Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, the, well, see, the other, the, what you do is then you play the injury report, roll the dice on that. And you just put a thousand dollars on Gabe Neighbors as the first Chargers <laughs> touchdown, eighty to one. Good luck with and, that. Yeah, don't don't actually do that, anybody. But you can, you can't do this on William Hill. Some places have any other Chargers player, and if for some reason Allen, Williams, and Eckler are all ruled out, then I think you bet on Hunter Henry and any other Chargers player. Maybe and there's some good value there. I saw one book that's not William Hill, one online book that will not be named, tried sure. to screw somebody out of a bet um, involving that. Cause oh, they, you know who you know they tried to screw was um it's, it's out is uh noobs noops uh, Alex Christensen who now works at uh does some stuff for Bet Spurts um a podcast with my buddy Andy and um he he well you can tell the story if you want but I you know. yeah so instead of saying any other Chargers player it said field you know whatever the thing was it said field and so the uh the customer service person whoever when he was arguing that he won his bet because somebody who did wasn't on the list got it said field stood for field goal and because field goal wasn't the first score and it's like no that's not how it works yeah and he had to show like um you know pr- uh, proof of other bets getting paid out and had to keep arguing with him I think finally he might have got it resolved that was just like no, no, no. What, what happened was I mean I don't want to say it was my retweet but you know it was, it was, it was a very varied amount of retweets that got it done the um the guy who runs the online sports book was tagged enough times that he stepped in the manager stepped in and was like oh, okay my bad that's that's clearly mm-hmm. correct i'm surprised the lady wasn't like the customer service lady wasn't like i'm sorry sir justin fields did not score the first <laughs> touchdown so we cannot give that to you sally field was not playing in this game so <laughs> sally field she she's still alive right she alive? i think so yeah huh. she hadn't done anything in a while i guess she's probably older what was the last thing she did uh, I don't, I can't remember. Oh, do you regret saying Sally Field's name immediately? Um, <laughs> any other player props before we get to DFS? No, I'm good. Okay, cool. Let's, uh, let's get to it and look at the Thursday night showdown special. It is, of course, tricky because Herbert, the number one price captain at 17-7, and then Allen, Keenan Allen, 16-5. You know, we haven't heard, uh, we haven't heard Scott Hansen say Keenan Allen a bunch. Uh, Austin Eckler at 15-6, both are obviously questionable. Uh, what, you know, you st- if you want to build it with Keenan Allen and, and, and Austin Eckler, you really have to, if, you, if you're thinking about a Chargers build, and I don't even know that you can go Herbert, Allen, Eckler in the same build, but, you know, if you're going Herbert, you need to have one of those two guys because of their exorbitant target share. Um, you obviously have to wait until, you know, you have to, you have to plan out contingencies for how you're going to build this. Yeah, I like Herbert at the captain's spot just because matchup's too good to ignore. I think Carr is fine if you want to go slightly contrarian. Waller is a sleeper to me. Uh, he's getting too many targets now. Um, so I think those are fine. Uh, I, I, you know, I do agree if you want to work one of those guys in, um, along with Herbert, that's probably ideal, but I think you can get away with putting Henry in and thinking he has a good game. And then, um, you know, I have one, a lineup that's Herbert, Henry, and Mike Williams. And then if he doesn't play, throwing Tyron Johnson in there because he, he saw an uptick in work last week when Williams barely played. 
Um, so those are the kind of the core guys. Then I throw Carr and Waller in there as well. And then go the, the flex that makes it all work is go deep down and get Zay Jones at $800. Uh, he filled in earlier in the season when Ruggs was out. He had four catches on seven targets against Buffalo. Anything close to seven targets from an $800 player is a massive value. So there you just worry about Brian Edwards getting the first shot and getting more work. You know, he's a rookie and, and maybe he, he's developed more during the season, but with the playoffs on the line, I think Vegas goes with the known quantity and Zay Jones and you're going to get, you know, a, a decent amount of targets there from a guy you're only paying $800. For. So once you throw him in and then say Williams is out, you get to throw Tyron Johnson. And I think it kind of opens up your lineup a little more. Is there a chance that both, um, both of Zay Jones and Brian Edwards are a factor in this game? Yeah, sure. I mean, you can, you can see it happening. I think that they probably will, will cannibalize each other for snaps. So I don't think they're going to both be on the field at the same time. So you really just have to have a big shootout where cars throwing just a ton of passes for, for them to both kind of have no, know that they're both going to get more than, you know, one or two targets. Cause I, I could see one of them getting good targets and the other getting like one. Well, the, the reason I asked is I was looking at you can go with Herbert at captain Eckler and then go Derek Carr, uh, Darren Waller. Brian Edwards and Zay Jones. And you're just playing the no defense thing and hope that Carr spreads it around a little bit. Um, you know, for, excuse me, at 400 bucks, Edwards has to catch one pass for 20 yards to pay that off, basically. Anything more and he's, he's, he's a double flame emoji. Um, yeah, and the same thing with Jones. If you're playing Waller and those two receivers, I think you want to go Carr at captain and then throw, throw Herbert in. Ooh, that's probably true. At, uh, at flex. Um, then maybe that opens you up a little bit more. Anyway, yeah. and you could bump up Edwards because if you even if you have the other guys, you know the Waller and and ooh yeah, good point. So if you do that, you can come down to uh, your choice of quote unquote backup running backs. You got Kalen Balaj, um, Justin Jackson. Balaj had seven carries last week. Jackson had three, or you could go with uh, Devontae Booker if you were so inclined. Who had three catches for eleven yards. He's been involved in the passing game some. Really, the only game though that that. <laughs> of course, that that uh, John Gruden got him involved in was the the Broncos' revenge game. Which is like, what are we doing here? Um, yeah, that's true. You could go to those guys. Ah, man, you'd love to even get. You know, if you could come off Eckler, the, the the problem is you just don't know what to do with Eckler and, and Allen. You know, like those guys are a thirty, you know, thirty three and twenty five percent target share guys for for Justin Herbert. You, so you just have to wait and see. I think to see who plays, and then. Um, if they, you know, if they both play, just go ahead and have your, you have to have your lineup, your lineup set and know what you're going to do, but be willing to pivot off of it if, if you get a, a late injury. There's going to be a lot of lineup scrambling 90 minutes before the game, uh, more than usual, because <laughs> usually, you know, you want to set it, you don't want to tweak too much because that's when you screw yourself over. But I think this time you just have to know that, you know, I, you got to have a, a backup plan for when guys get ruled out. Yeah. Like if you're hypothetically going to, uh, spend the, if you're going to finish podcasting at like 6.30, hypothetically, and then go jump in the car and go see Christmas lights uh, to try and squeeze that in before the football game, maybe this isn't the game to play DFS. Just throwing that out there. Uh, sure, uh, yeah. who, who you're talking about there, if that's not purely hypothetical or if you have somebody in mind when you're talking there. Uh, Prisco, obviously. So uh, any other, anybody else of value that you kind of see down here? Fabian Moreau is at least interesting. He had one long touchdown catch last week, but at $1,000, that's a bit prohibitive. I don't see how you play either of the defenses. Uh, Carlson, 3,600 for a kicker is not bad, I guess. Badgley, 3,800. Could Renfro see a massive spike in his target share with no rugs? 
Uh, I don't think so because it's not like Ruggs gets a ton of targets anyway. So I think Renfro is going to do what he does anyway. Okay. Um, you know, I think if you're looking at the backup running backs, Balazs is the guy to, to play. I think they might give him goal line work because if Eckler's hurt, maybe you don't want to pound him in the goal line anyway. So maybe Balazs sneaks out with a touchdown and that pays value. Maybe Donald Parham gets a touchdown if, if, uh, you have to go to alternate targets with, um, the receivers banged up. We've seen him catch touchdowns this year. Um, so I think he only has like five catches on the year. So it's not like a, a, a lock that he gets you enough work to be a profit, but he's $200. So, I mean, that's a, uh, you know, lottery ticket throw in there. If you want to make your lineup work and hopefully he gets a target in the red zone. All right. I dig it. Good stuff as always, RJ. Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow for the best bets podcast. Thanks buddy.